on this week's FPL Happy Hour. We'll then look at our two hot topics. The first one chosen by the Twitter public, and that was big at the back. Uh, for those that didn't spot it, go and look at the imagery that I used. I was pretty proud of that myself. The imagery. Is that the posh way of saying emoji? emoji? Yeah, emoji, emoji. Go and have a look at the emoji that I use. I was like, yeah, this is quite good. Hello and welcome to FPL Happy Hour episode 17 of season 3 with myself Sham, otherwise known as FPL 2 Guys 1 Cup on Twitter. And myself Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Rob, how are you mate? All good, well, it's been a disappointing uh, disappointing game week for me, but uh, other than that... Isn't, that... isn't that the same every week though? Like you're not used at to the it mo- now, right? At the moment, although it looked like it was going well, well for three quarters of an hour. <laughs> have, you, have you had a green arrow yet yeah i had a green arrow a couple of weeks ago but okay. it looks like it's going to be followed up by two reds just checking if you know what it feels like to get a green arrow yeah well i thought i was i'm was sat at like 700k three weeks ago and then uh now, what are you 650 not <laughs> too far off not I'm, too just gonna far ca- off. I'm just gonna carry on with this until as far as i can take it because last season you were battering me my so, my live uh, rank at the moment is 500k okay 520 but it's only 475k behind me that's fine but we're we're what half time of um palace versus brighton um i've gone for Gaeta in goal so my clean sheet is still intact and i know a lot yeah. of people um had uh not davinson sanchez robert sanchez in goal when um, that penalty um when that penalty was taken i was like please save the penalty <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> that would have just killed my rank yeah um, so yeah, yeah the, going with Gaeta, um hopefully he can keep hold of that clean sheet and um maybe make some saves and pick up some bonus as well um i'll just take the clean sheet though um that would well be people will be listening to this and already know what's happened so uh yeah yeah. Um, yeah. He so he's got the clean sheet, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting here on uh, 48 points, not 42. All right. Let's um, let's go through the agenda. What we're doing today. So uh, first of all, we're going to talk about how our game weeks have gone so far. You've had a little bit of a preview from Rob. Um, we'll talk about how we've both done. Um, we've got a bit of a bumper show for you. So, um, so we've got our usual. Um, kind of structure but it looks like it's going to be quite detailed tonight um so first we're going to be going through our ones to watch uh our two players that we've picked one each that we really liked from game week five that we think will do well uh, sorry really like from game week six and we think we'll do well for the following few weeks um we'll then look at our two hot topics the first one chosen by the twitter public and that was big at the back uh for those that didn't spot it go and look at the imagery that i used i was pretty proud of that myself the imagery is that the posh way is of it saying emoji? emoji? Yeah, is it emoji, emoji. <laughs> the uh, go and have a look at the emo- <laughs> go and have a look at the emoji that I use. I was like, yeah, this is quite good. Um, and then we, the one that we have chosen is fixture ticker. So 
A lot of people are looking at wild card for game week eight, possibly game week seven. Some want to hold it back for game week 14 or, or beyond. Um, we're going to have a look and see when is the best time based purely on fixtures uh, to use the wild card. Um, we'll then briefly talk about our initial plans for game week six. Seven. Seven. Game week seven. We're done game week six. Yeah, we've done. Let's get that out of the window. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, let's have a look at our teams then, Rob, where we're at so far. Well, let's do mine quick because let's just get it over okay. and done with. Um, so, yeah, Gaiuta obviously still playing um, at the moment. Um, one point from Trent. Um, I could actually see that coming um, with how Liverpool have defended someone was going to come at them and it happened to be Brentford last year it was Leeds that did it in game week one wasn't it so mm-hmm. yeah, um, and Brentford they've really impressed me on when was it Friday night a friend of mine uh, done a accumulator and it stuck Liverpool in there and I was just like you're not getting any value I think I, I fancied Brentford to maybe get something out of it um, wasn't expecting a a free free thriller but um yeah they they seem like how leads were last year but a bit more organized not yeah, as gung-ho back, um yeah. but they're very fluid with how they move the ball forward and um the the fullbacks get well up the pitch and they press high um I f- yeah there'll be other teams that score three or four against them but I, I can't see them failing to score against many teams um i think there's maybe only one defense uh in the league and we'll come to that later that might be able to keep them out um luke shaw uh blank well like full-on zero you got a yellow card as, as well as being hauled off early um, with an injury um so there's a bit of a problem there with him um, Sufal, two-pointer. Uh, Traore was dropped, and the moment he drops, you know he's going to come on, and you come just on. hope that he comes on and does something. Um, so nothing from him. Gray picked up another return, which was good. Um, Salah was did what Salah does. Um, ben Rama, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing much to report there. Saul, um, that I mean. I've made a good transfer at least. Gilmore to Saul, that worked out. Um, Antonio doing Antonio things and Ronaldo not doing Ronaldo things um, as my captain. Um, so yeah, sitting currently with Gaeta's one point at the moment on 42 points. So hopefully um, he can hold out for the next three quarters of an hour and um, yeah, bump that up a bit. Because uh, yeah, sitting at 520k, I've before the start of the game week, I was really, I thought, um, yeah, my team was one of the stronger teams that I'd seen for the game week. Um, and it was just, it just turned out a bit piss poor, really. Um, so, yeah, uh, main problems now. Yeah, it's it's Luke Shaw, um, as well as uh, the Liverpool v City fixture uh, with so Salah and, and Trent. Um, I'm glad you didn't say Ben Rama's a problem because I'm going to talk about him in a second. He's not a problem yet. He's not a major problem. Um, he's not a problem, trust me. I'm he's not a problem yet. Um, he's not a problem at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's going to take a bit of 
patching up, I think, around my team to try and, if I don't want to pre press the wild card, um, I almost did last night um, when I saw that Rudiger was going up, knowing that Shaw will probably go down at some point this week. Um, and I had like point one sitting there ready to make that move. Um, I held off on it, um, knowing that like later on in the week I could have even more problems. Um, so I'm just gonna sort of just try and relax and um, take some time over it, whether I'm going to wildcard or not. Because as we'll come to in a bit, I'm not sure now's the time if I don't need to. Okay. Yep. How so? Have you uh, got on? Let's look at my team then. Yeah, so um, was on 49 points, or I'm on 49 points, I should say, plus Sanchez. So currently it's 50 points. Um, I'll probably end up getting, what, one more point out of him, so 51, um, which at the moment is a red arrow. Um, after yesterday, um, I was sitting at 17k, so a small green arrow. Um, yeah, at the moment, 27k, uh, a red arrow from 19k to 27k. Um, and as kind of, you know, I'll go through the team in a second, but, you know, international breaks coming up and I want to do a bit about how our strategies are going so far. Uh, cause I put some stuff out earlier on in the week, uh, on our Twitter. So if you didn't have a look, have a, have a look at it, which is really interesting about the ownership in the top hundred K and I have out of the top 11, I have 10 out of 11 <laughs> and I have Rafina who's 12th in my team so interesting thing is i'm I'm not plummeting but i'm also not moving up hmm. um so it's about working out what you kind of do from there uh, but yeah we'll talk about that more in um i think during the international break we'll do a, a bit of a section on there and work out what we can do to get around it in terms of my team for this week so i had sanchez and goals currently playing liveramento um shaw taa uh ben rama now ben rama was man of the match on Saturday. He was outstanding. I watched the game. Um, he was making loads of spaces in the movements, had had quite a few shots, should have scored. M Melier had a fantastic game, um, other than, you know, he made a couple of errors, but outside of that, made some really good saves. Uh, one from Ben Rama that was sneaking into the corner. Um, I really don't see him as a problem. He will get returns. This team, this West Ham team, I'm so fucking proud of them. Like, this is a completely different team from 18 months ago. Um, the <coughs> I um, read a stat the other day. In David Moore's first spell at West Ham, um, when we were shit, um, we lost 27 points from winning positions. Um, now we have... Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, from winning positions, uh, we lost 27 points. Now we have won... 24 points from losing positions um, which just goes to say the mentality that we've got in this side so we can go one nil down but we'll come back up um, and we never used to have that and Ben Rama has really solidified himself in this side he was workhorse closely followed by Bowen played fantastic so if you've got any West Ham players don't sell them we, they will get you I mean, points my, um, my, the reason I say yet is just from so for the next four game weeks, I think it's okay to have him and Antonio, but then that period from 11 to 15, 
like you played Liverpool, City and Chelsea. And yeah, I, I think you could, like, I think Antonio's fixture-proof. I don't think Ben Rama's fixture-proof. Yeah. So, but yeah. it, it, that's, that. something, that's something to think about at game week 11. You play Villa in game week 10. Game week 11, uh, yeah, you've got Liverpool at home, but it's still Liverpool. And then you've got Wolves who... Like it would be interesting to see what after the good result yesterday away at Southampton, um, what that does for them. Um, and Raul, like we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Raul Jimenez and whether we'd be interested in him. And I think both of us agreed we want to see him score a goal. And then once he scores a goal, we'd come back and look at it. And well, yesterday he did. We're not going to look at it this week, but maybe over the international break we can sort of have a look at how uh, he's performing because then they have still got this nice fixture until around game week 15, Wolves have. Um, um, we'll, we'll see what things are like closer to the time, but we haven't got a bad fixture run of like team after team. It's one good, one bad, one good, one bad. So Liverpool at home, hard fixture. Wolves um, away, not a difficult fixture. Not an easy not fixture. As, not uh, not, I wouldn't They're... say at the moment, I would say it's like... For my FDRs, it's a it's a nineteen, which is like it's an easy fixture. Wolves away, yeah. Um, so it's not a difficult fixture. And then you've got Man City away, difficult fixture. Brighton at home, not a not a difficult fixture, but not an easy fixture. And then Chelsea at home, difficult. Burnley away, not difficult. Arsenal away, not difficult. And then we go on a sea of green. Norwich at home, Southampton at home, Watford away, Palace away, Leeds at home. So that's I mean, why that's, I think that's a long way away. During that sea of green. That's... No, of course. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that I don't see why you want to move off during that time, I especially mean, if you've built value in these players. What right? also but interests me is let's is see what happens. How you progress in Europe? Um, yeah, because you got the good result in Europe and then you got the bad result in the league against United but with a Which decent performance decent performance um, whether you then go in Europe again this week and then struggle against Brentford next weekend what yeah like that it yeah. could and we've seen it in the past I think who was it it was Burnley wasn't it Burnley but, Burnley okay, and Wolves. but I mean we're looking at there they were two teams without the depth that you've got um, in the midfield area, especially. Um, yeah. So you just, it, I think it's something just to, yeah, it's being aware on, and this is why I'm I'm a bit concerned about my sort of triple up at the moment with West Ham, with Soufal, Benrahma, Antonio. I'm not sure I want three of them um, as these fixtures come thick and fast for you. Um, but I think it's more likely Soufal that I'll be moving out than um, the other two at the moment. I, I... I won't put you off Soufal, taking out Soufal. Um, Rafina, um, oh, I haven't gone through the rest of my side yet. All right, we'll, Rob, we'll carry on uh, with your got, team. So we've got Rafina, Saar, um, Salah, Jota, Ronaldo and Antonio. So I made two transfers this week. Um, I wasn't going to make two transfers. I was just going to captain Antonio. Um, but the two transfers I made was uh, Ronaldo in Saar in... Fernandez out and who was the striker that took out Bamford um, for a minus four, 
which at the time I was really annoyed about. I think I messaged you. I was like, I knew I shouldn't have fucking captain Ronaldo. Why didn't I just stick to the plan? But actually, I would have got the same amount of points yeah, because I got him so. And so he gets zero, and then um, zero. Yeah, I've worked out. Yeah, scores. forty-seven. Uh, yeah, no, just it even. Was... Did you were you up a couple of points? No, even dead but, even. Um, dead and, even. And you've moved that money now to make that Ronaldo to Lukaku nice and easy. Yeah. You've made yeah. at some point you knew you were probably gonna have to take a hit if to move that to rebalance that budget out into the forwards. Um and you've done yeah. it now. So it's not it's not at too no bad. Cost, yeah. Really. yeah. Uh right, okay, so that is how our teams are looking at so far. Uh, we've gone on for a bit longer than we anticipated, but let's move on to our first um thing that we're gonna talk about, and that is the is we're doing eye test first. Our uh ones to watch. Ones to watch. I want to watch. Um, so my one to watch is Rafina and Rob's. Yours is uh, the was it Croydon De Bruyne essential player that you need to have make, in your side. Making a return after uh, the return. How many epi- Like in total, how many episodes are we? Oh, it's a I lot. Don't know. Over, <laughs> over sixty. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes, but episode one we spoke about. Um, the Croydon, De Bruyne, Emil Smith Rowe, and um, I think with Arsenal's resurgence, um, capped off with a brilliant performance. Yes, I mean Spurs were poor, but Arsenal were brilliant, um, and he was part of, like, well and truly part of it—a goal and an assist. Um, and it could have been more. Um, it could have been a proper, proper haul yeah. yesterday. Um, what do you want to talk about? Why? Uh... People should have him in this side, in your in their side, or look at him at least. Um, so at the moment, I mean, you look at Arsenal's fixtures, and, and I think there is a confidence there. And that win yesterday would have done huge things um, for both the players and the fans. I mean, that cra- the ground was rocking at the end, and um, yeah, how often have Arsenal fans been able to do the olays? As the ball gets passed around in the, after an hour in the North London derby, it hasn't happened for a while. Um, so coming up, they've got Brighton away next, then Palace at home, Villa at home, Leicester away, and Leicester have been disappointing. Then they've got Watford at home. So they've got five uh, five weeks. Um, then they've got Liverpool away, which is tricky. But then they've got Newcastle. And I think with Smithrow at 5.3, um, you're going to get some value out of him. I think the returns will continue to come. Yeah. Um, and if you're going for the later wildcard, which we'll come to talk about later, he might have built up a bit of team value for you in that time. Um, then, I mean, even going with the early wildcard, he's a nice, cheap uh, enabler. Like we spoke about him last season when he was five million, and I was saying that if he stay, if he's at that price and he's starting. In in, at, in that position for Arsenal, then um, he's great value at five point three. He's I think he's still great value um, as long as he's starting every week. Um, so just have a really quick look at his numbers. Um, they're not at, they're not that impressive, but you've got to remember, like for the first four games, um, Arsenal were really poor. Um, so he's had eight shots, five on target, so 62.5% on target. Shot creating actions, 13. Two goal creating actions. Um, he's averaging at uh, 4.4 points per 90 for FPL. 
um, 1.6 shots per 90, 2.6 uh, shot creating actions per 90. Um, I mean, these XG and XA uh, stats, there's no point looking at because I think it's just reflective of, of how poor um, Arsenal started the season. But like I said before, these fixtures coming up, um, coupled with um, the sort of getting seven days off, well, six days off between each game, um, no European football um, to distract them. They can, I think they can really uh, crack on. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not writing them off to be finishing in the, I'm not going to say top four, but in the top six um, at the end of the season. Because um, it's just, I think it's all about consistency for them. If they can go in through the next five and pick up sort of 12 to 15 points in the next five, they'll be right up there um, around the top four. So, yeah, if they can't now go to Brighton next weekend and drop points, they have to go there and um, produce the same performance. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna put myself out there and uh, back them for now. <laughs> um, <laughs> ask me a month ago and I laughed in your face. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to my pick, and that's Rafina. A um, couple of reasons, to be honest. He was in and around the game a lot like he normally always is. He should have scored another goal, to be fair. It hit the post. Um, Leeds' fixtures over the next few weeks, we've got Watford at home, Southampton away, Wolves at home, Norwich away. Um, he's just such a great player to watch. Like, in the summer, like, I, I'm sure he'll move to bigger club like i can see him going for at least 40 million like oh, 30 40 million minimum yeah right, probably right. more uh, uh, yeah, I think if his output increases um he needs to i think he needs to yeah i mean he's got three goals already this season um i think creatively you could probably put that on bamford's form um yeah like bamford hasn't been producing up front so like the assists, they will come as Bamford hits some form, if he hits some form. Um, well, this is the thing. So his his expected XA is 1.4 at the moment. He hasn't got an assist, right? Hmm. And we w what we know is generally, you, you know, XA is always a, a lot lower than what the assists are. So we know that the XA number, you normally get a lot more assists than you do actual XA, right? Um on average and i know last year rafina's xa was something stupid mm. um and it wasn't it didn't end up happening because bamford wasn't finishing as he's got three goals no assists so far this season 19 shots uh seven of which are on target and x uh non x uh sorry an expected non-penalty xg of 1.8 um 5.1 fpl points per 90 um plays every game unless he's injured and even if he's injured they take him off like 20 minutes ago. My only concern <laughs> with him, is, yeah, my only my my only concern with him is that he doesn't play 90 a lot of the times. But that that's been over the last couple of games. But I think that's because oh, he's he's obviously he's carrying injured. this injury, but Bielsa needs him with with yeah. It's an injury crisis, isn't it? At Leeds, and he 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 needs him because there's no real creativity in that team. Um, yeah. like wouldn't be relying on Dan James for to be creative. I think he's he is just all it's all legs with Dan James. 
Um, and Jack Harrison's yeah. been out as well, and so he needs he he needs him, and it showed why um, he still started him at the weekend. Um, Only fifteen percent owned. Whilst he's not a differential, that's still quite lowly owned, and I'm surprised he's quite low owned to be honest. Um, I think that was so, a lot of yeah. people scared of the flag because I he did flag, yeah. I think he was around the twenty percent mark, um, and that flag just not just sort of dropped him down a little bit but um with a lot of wild cards being used um in the next couple of game weeks i can see him uh flying into the sort of 25 percent uh area well so uh net transfers 186,000 out last week which is mad hmm. um yes yeah, so that'd be what two that'd be two percent of the game yeah something like that Three percent in the game? Yeah. I don't even know. That's not whoever's listening and you're good at maths, just ignore what I've just said. <laughs> uh right, so those are our two picks uh for the next few game weeks. Right. Let's move on to our next subject. And uh which one did you want to cover first? Um well I've got them in this order, so let's go with the big at the back. Let's right, so the, big at the back. With the um i'm trying to think of <laughs> so, some, let's go with the beyonce subject beyonce subject big <laughs> at the back uh that's a hint for the emoji um <laughs> right uh okay now when we started uh normally for our um topic we normally look at player stats i spoke to rob earlier and i thought it'd be a good idea to look at team data for this bigger the back theory um but also some player data which i think you put together as well rob haven't you um yep. so we're going to have a look at the team data surrounding big at the back is there some logic to this is there um some theory behind this what does it tell us does it tell us that big at the back should happen now when i think of big at the back i think of big players uh, for big teams, therefore expensive players, not necessarily playing five at the back. So what we've looked at is the teams that cost the most amount of money, uh, the players for those teams that cost the amount of, most amount of money, and whether or not we should be investing in them. Um, a lot of people have been looking at uh, Trent plus double Chelsea or double City and an additional uh, player from one of those other teams. Um, some have been talking about double City, double Chelsea and uh, um, Trent. So let's have a look at this data and I guess work out what it's telling us. Is there any theory to this? Is there any substance, I guess, Rob? What is it? What is it telling us? Do you want to talk it since you uh, put this together? Did you want to talk through it or do you want me to talk through it? Um, I'll talk through it. But I think it's it's. it's kind of I mean we're we're obviously only working off six game weeks of data so there's not much there and obviously um say Chelsea have had a lot harder um fixtures to open the season with um than uh, City and Liverpool have um so I mean give it another four or five game weeks uh, I think we'll have a lot even as City um play some of the I mean they play Liverpool this week um, the same with Liverpool as they um, they play, I mean, both of them play United in the next five um, as well as each other. Um, so it will kind Did of even it to... out a little bit. 
Um, yeah. Did you want me to explain why I've why we chose the ones that we did? Because I was the one that kind of thought about this particular graphic. Uh, yep. Go on. You explain. So, so I'll explain that bit, and then you can go through the numbers. So, um, what we've got on for those that are listening on YouTube, and if you're listening to the podcast, it might be worthwhile you flicking on YouTube just to have a look at the graphic. Although we will publish this because I think it's a fantastic piece of work, Rob. Um, that you put together so well done mate um you've got chelsea man city and liverpool here um highlighting um the amount of goals that they've conceded uh this season and where they rank out of the top 20 sides for the goals that they've conceded you've got their xgc numbers as well and where they rank uh, on xgc in the table uh, and the number of clean sheets and again where they rank we've then got the next five fixtures that they are playing against uh, the teams that they're facing and the team's XG that they're facing, where they rank, how many goals they've scored and, um, you know, where does that place them in the league based on that data? So I thought this information will give us a good idea as to, you know, we know that Chelsea and City have got some really good fixtures, but how good do the numbers tell us? and which sides should we be investing in based on these numbers? And um, the reason why we've got Liverpool in, and this was a, an idea by Rob um, that I thought was really good is, not necessarily because people are looking at going double Liverpool, but based on their numbers, is it worth coming off Trent? Um, oh, I know I've said a naughty <laughs> word, coming off Trent. Um, but we just thought we'd put out the numbers there just to see what the data is telling us. Um, so Rob, yeah, take it away. Go through the numbers. What is what has this data taught you? Um, so well, essentially, it said that Man City got like the best defense ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so goals conceded. Uh, City lead the way. Um, obviously, only conceded once this season um, so far, um, which is it's crazy. And yeah, five games, one one uh, or six games, one goal conceded. Um, Chelsea have only conceded twice, uh, so yeah, they're ranked second in that. Um, Liverpool have only conceded four times, so they're ranked third. Then it gets interesting with the expected goals conceded. So this is the it's basically the accumulative. Um, for those that don't know, uh, it's the accumulative xG um, of the teams that they've played against. Um, so City lead the way with this, two point two. Um, ranked first um, by a long way. Um, then you've got Liverpool on 7.1, ranked sixth. Um, and then you've got Chelsea, ranked 11th uh, out of the 20 teams in the Premier League with 7.9. Um, to put that in comparison, um, Chelsea on the same expected goals conceded as Watford. Um Wow. Which uh, which is a shock. When I saw those numbers, I was like, wow. But then, really surprised. you've got to think, um, in that time, Chelsea have played um, City, Spurs, uh, where they came away with, uh, like, can see, over one XG. Um, Villa as well. Um, who else they played? They played uh, several games this season where they were yeah, conceding um over one goal in xg so that i expect that to balance out especially like if we get a free-flowing game between city and liverpool this week then you'd expect city to um add maybe one uh one goal onto theirs clean sheets 
City first with five, Chelsea second, uh, well, and Liverpool joint second with four clean sheets um, this season. Um, so what that tells me is that uh, yeah, Chelsea's um, defence are giving away um, opportunities um, and then either uh, Mendy or Kepper on the occasion is making the saves um, and we've seen that Mendy picks up a fair few save points um, through the season um, or the strikers they've been playing are a bit shit um, yep. and I think or a combination of both and it will be a combination of both because Mendy has picked up um, some save points this season um, through yeah the Chelsea defence and we saw this uh, at the weekend. City, lots of people um, were saying that they were seeing it as a nil-nil. They couldn't see Chelsea conceding. Um, but I, I turned around to a couple of people and said, when was the last time City did not score two games in a row um, after they drew nil-nil last week with Southampton? It just doesn't happen. Um, someone can come up and uh, someone wants to put in the comments um when the last time was uh, that would be great because it would be interesting um so that moves us on uh, to their fixtures coming up and we'll just quickly we'll go through who each team is facing um and then we'll go through uh, in detail uh the stats for each team so chelsea southampton brentford norwich newcastle burnley so i mean it's almost perfect isn't it really um their next five. City have got Liverpool, Burnley, Brighton, Palace, and then United. Then Liverpool have got City, Watford, United, Brighton, West Ham. So the hard, Liverpool got the hardest uh, run. I'd say that City's, as it stands, probably quite a way behind uh, Chelsea's in um, the the fixtures, like with Liverpool and United in there. Um, but Brighton have have had a good start, so yeah, their FDR is 11, um, that fixture rating is. So yeah, still well behind. I mean, Chelsea, um, over the next five fixtures, uh, their average uh, fixture rating, according uh, to my own FDRs, um, is 16.3, um, which, I mean, we don't see an average number like that um, until game week 12, 13, when United's fixture turn happens. Um, so it's that it's by far the best uh, run of games uh, out of anyone um, and for quite a while. Um, now the teams they're playing, so I think we kind of maybe just ignore City and Liverpool with the in-depth data because of the um the liverpool fixture although we could probably go well wait a minute let's just hold off on the double city and um we could maybe look at that again um for the burnley fixture and then jump on double city then um we still need to see what happens with united whether that fixture is actually um like it's a fixture rating of four is it is that too low um, well, I mean, this is not necessarily to get on at game week seven, right? 
Mm. It could be a case of you get one Chelsea for game week seven and then your wildcard in game week eight and go on to City, right? So you don't necessarily have to invest in City now. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the numbers say invest in City. Like yep. from, from pure defensive stats, it says invest in City. And then, I mean, in, from game week eight, they've got Burnley, um, with their XG so far this season, 6.9, 13th in the league. Um, goals, 5, 14th in the league. Then they've got Brighton with an XG of 6.4 so far, uh, 16th in the league. And they're actually outscoring their XG um, with 7. I, don't, I doubt that they've added 0.6 uh, onto it tonight to level it up. Um, 7 goals, the ninth in the league. Palace, 5.8 XG. Um, that's obviously before tonight's game, um, 19th in the league, um, and then 5, 14th in the league. Uh, United, 12.4 XG, third in the league, uh, 13 actual goals, which is second in the league. So that's City um, coming up. So for that Burnley, the Bright, for Burnley, Brighton and Palace, I think, yeah, double City. Um, I would really, really want double City. Then Chelsea have got Southampton next, uh, seven, XG of seven, 12th in the league, an actual four, 16th in the league. And we've seen how they've struggled, they're struggling a lot without Danny Ings there. Um, they've yep. got a good striker in Armstrong there, but he's not that calibre. Um, and I think Che Adams is struggling as well. Uh, Brentford, 7.8 XG, eighth in the league, um, eight. Uh, actual uh, eighth in the league as well. Norwich, five. Well, I can see them conceding at Brentford. You know that the way that Brentford play, I could see them conceding as well. Um, and you've got really that's a that's a derby as well. It's a West London derby. Yeah. Um, you you'd have, think Brentford are going to be right up for it. Um, I yeah, I can't see. Chelsea keeping a clean sheet there. Although against Norwich, 5.3 XG, 20th in the league. They've only scored twice so far this season. Um, yeah. I think that's as nailed on a clean sheet as you're going to get. Um, yep, agreed. Then Newcastle, 7.5 XG, uh, ninth overall, um, and scored seven goals, ninth overall. Um, but by then, probably have a Callum Wilson to deal with um, as well. Um, then finally in the last, the, the next five, Burnley 6.9 XG, 13th in the league with an actual of five, which is 14th in the league. Um, yeah, so I think we've just summarised that quite like get on a Chelsea defender, but maybe get on two City and do we hold Trent? Do we not hold Trent? Well, I think you've got some data to go through that can uh, tell us whether or not we should just before we go on to that though um you know i had said to you and i think i mentioned it in the stream on thursday that i was looking at double chelsea defense actually this data is telling me that i should be going for city to double city defense instead hmm. um i was looking at going for um one chelsea defender for southampton and then bringing in another against Brent brentford but after seeing the weekend's results and seeing this data, I really think that it's 
for that Burnley, Brighton and Palace, it's maybe 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 thinking for me to wildcard to get in a couple of City defenders, you know? Hmm. But because yeah, I mean Burnley, Brighton and Palace, I can see three clean sheets there. Hmm. Um well that's what the data's telling us anyway. I mean um would you with your defenders how I mean you can't even go all right, I'll get yeah, it's going to have to be Cancelo and Diaz because you can't even go. Yeah. Oh, let's get Edison in, and as because no. he's nailed because he's not going to make. You're not going to get. You're not going to get any bonus for him because he's not no, making any. Cancelo and Diaz. He's not making any saves. He's not doing anything. Whilst at least Diaz if, um, picks up some BPS for passing and tackles and heading and stuff like that, and you've got that slight threat of attacking as well. Um, if I can fit in two City defenders, I will be. It will be Cancelo and Diaz. Cancelo will be number one pick. Diaz will be number two pick. If I can't, then it will be at least Cancelo. Hmm. Um, that's for sure. That's hundred percent sure. This when you go Cancelo and Diaz, and I go Diaz and Stones again, and I catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Laporte, oh, Laporte, I don't know what uh, the current standing is, but I know. He, He's flagged on my UCL, so yeah. I, I, does Stones do what he did last season, take his chance and get himself nailed in the side? I'm not sure. Um, we shall see. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm generally in agreement with you. Like, I'd rather just get the one Chelsea for this week against Southampton, um, one Chelsea defender, um, and then... Uh, sort of steam into that city defense um probably more likely just to stick with try and maybe stick with going triple chelsea um but looking at um one of the other players we looked at last week in um uh, mount or Havertz or Werner or kovacic or um one of the players in that midfield to, that, uh, yeah, to accompany Lukaku, but you've got to try and find who's nailed and who's going to give you the best value for money because, like, Timo Werner yeah. isn't going to give you the best value for money. I saw a meme today that, um, so, uh, in the last seven months, uh, Timo Werner has scored as many goals in the Premier League as Allison. Jesus, one. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah, so maybe looking at going one Chelsea defender, one Chelsea midfielder and Lukaku, and then doubling up on the City defence and forgetting about City midfield um, or attack because it's just so unpredictable. Um, mm -hmm. Unless you go for De Bruyne. Like, it's, like De Bruyne's probably the only nailed out of all of them. And um we could see him uh get some get some rest depending on how their um how the champions league starts to unfold for them in that group with psg um so yeah lots to think about um elsewhere but yeah definitely think yeah double city defense is the 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 numbers are just screaming it uh screaming for it Right. Is there any other stats that you've got that you want to talk through? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's basically just to uh, 
back up kind of what we've spoken about. Um, and it, I thought it would be good just to have a look at um, how the top 10 of each position, um, how they score and what value um, they hold. So, I mean, goalkeepers, the top 10 goalkeepers, the average scores 28, uh, defenders 35, uh, midfielders 38, uh, forwards 31. But then the value, um, so it's uh, yeah, points scored uh, tied in with their price. Um, so the higher, higher the amount, the most value for money you're getting. Goalkeepers 35, defenders 45, midfielders 35, forwards 26. So basically it's saying the value is with the defenders this season yeah. so far. So far this season, the value's there in the defenders. I mean... Um, but is it there with the high defenders, the expensive defenders? So, so does does the theory where everyone's saying big at the back, double City, you know, double Chelsea, whatever it might be, going with four premium defenders, does this data say that it's worth doing that? So the, the best value um, at the moment uh, in... Uh, out of all of these positions, the uh, top 10 point scorers in these positions is 54.5, which is Jao Cancelo, um, who we've literally just mentioned. Um, Alonso's up there, 47.5. Diaz, 48.3. I mean, anything in the high, like mid to high 40s and over, like you're looking at some really, really good value. Um Rudiger 43.6, Trent 33.9, um, which tells me at the moment I shouldn't be paying 7.6 million for him. Um, I should be yeah paying probably closer to 7 million for him. This is why I'm thinking, oh, if Robertson um, starts returning, maybe that's a, a nice move. Uh, to make over, um, but it might have to wait until the wild card happens. Um, yeah. Like if we just have a touch on quickly, midfielder's best value midfielder out of the high scores, uh, Abdoulaye Decore, 47.5. So same as Marcus Alonso in value. Um, Bamrama, 46.4. Um, again, same sort of similar numbers as um, Alonso. Um, forwards there's just no value whatsoever apart from Antonio at 42.7 um the rest of the forwards is just seriously at the moment um not producing um the sort of returns Anything. you'd want uh, from them um I mean look at Jamie Vardy's the second highest point scorer out of the forwards with 40 points so far but he's priced at 10.4 million and you're paying yeah. You're paying sort of uh, two and a half million less and getting seven extra points from Antonio, which um, it tells the story. But uh, for those that are uh, watching on the YouTube, you can see that, uh, especially out of the top, well, six, seven, eight of the top 10 point scorers um, out of the defenders so far, a decent value for money um, from their. FPL output so 
Yeah, it, it makes sense. What we'll to go do is we'll we'll stick out all these um, tweets. Uh, sorry, all these graphics in a tweet out tomorrow, so that if you are listening to the audio and you want to follow along, you can have a look at these um, graphics to do so. Yeah, if you're not um, watching, on I mean, YouTube. those that are part of my mini league and have my planner, you'll have all of this information sitting uh, in in your planner. So, um, if those that haven't got a copy of it want a copy, I think I'll, I'm now at a stage where I'm not so busy and I could probably do. Um, a copy that's got all of these uh, the stats and data um, in there. Um, it'll just be a small donation towards my beer fund uh, for it. So, yeah, we'll um, uh, just let me know if uh, yeah, you want just access to some of this information that's, uh, that's there. Cool. Thank you very much for this, uh, Rob. You put a lot of effort into it. So, uh... Yeah, I, I guess in answer to the question that we got asked on Twitter, which is the bigger the back, I guess the answer is yes. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, uh, it might Brent, not necessarily being mean, the only. Um, might not necessarily Brentford mean being the only anomaly, right? Yeah, going five at the, the back. Um, it might mean just going. Um, like you, you're generally going to be starting with four at the back every week if you've got if you're holding Trent. Um, because then you're going to go Trent, one Chelsea, so maybe an Alonso. He looks like he's nailed and his numbers backed him up last week um, when we spoke about the Chelsea defenders. And then, yeah, Cancelo and Diaz. And I, I could see if... Um, I, I, I'm, I really like the idea of having those four. The only concern for me is Trent, knowing that Liverpool's fixtures aren't great um, sort of every other week it's one of those fixtures where if you owned a Van Dijk you'd maybe think about benching because that clean sheet guarantee isn't there and we saw against yeah. Brentford that um, you know, they they just haven't got that partnership in there with him um, it's not like uh, a couple of seasons ago when um, him and Gomez had formed this great uh, partnership and they look so solid. They don't look that solid um, at the back. And people are exploiting the weaknesses of um, Trent as a defender um, to make space down the left. And where um, they've generally got the weaker centre-half as well down that side. So yeah, it's, um, it's something just to keep an eye on. Um, but I'm, like, I'm really tempted this week just to go, fuck it, Trent to Alonso. Um, and just interesting, just be just be done with it, and like just think that frees up and have a couple of million to then go. I like, can go Soufal and Shaw up to uh, Diaz and Cancelo, like quite easily. Then very interesting. Right, let's look at fixture fixtures. People are looking at wild carding game week. Eight. Some are doing it in game week seven. Um, what does the data tell us? Is wildcard in wildcarding in eight good for a fixture on, or is it better going in twelve or potentially fourteen? Um, we thought we'd have a look to see when these fixture runs are happening, the teams that have the best fixtures uh, during this fixture run, 
and whether or not it's easy, difficult um, to get those teams in. So, Rob, you, you're basically running the show tonight with these graphics. So uh, you might as well carry on, mate, because um, you're doing a sterling job. What what has this told you? When is the best time to wildcard? And and just bear in mind, people, we're talking purely from a fixtures point of view. When uh, is a good time to get on and off teams? So, I mean, how just say how we worked out uh, each fixture run and how we've picked out these teams. So um, we've I've just taken. I mean, I talked about game week 12 in pre-season um you spoke about game week 14 last week um and then obviously a lot of people are now thinking about game week uh this this game week obviously with the build-up of injuries um like sure i think's capped it for a lot of people um as well as um yeah being targeting this fixture run for chelsea beginning with um, a southampton fixture in game week seven so I've basically taken an average um, of fixture difficulty rating um, for uh, five, the five game weeks from 7 to 11, 12 to 16, and 14 to 18, and just picked out the top uh, eight teams. Um, like generally, you'd you'd probably be looking at, like if you were wildcarding, you'd probably be looking at having players only from these like six to eight teams really wouldn't you um you yeah to really target these fixture runs so we start off with this uh fixture run in seven um which all of these eight teams uh, apart from brighton and then you'd argue that uh the arsenal fixture probably isn't an 18 anymore but that's just what the stats have said um from the start of the season when arsenal were very poor um it starts off fairly tough for everyone, but then, um, yeah, it, like game week eight, nine, ten, eleven, um, it all finishes quite well. But they all face one of the big top, let's say the top four, um, apart from Arsenal, um, over the next uh, five game weeks. Um, so it just. I think it makes it less approachable, um, especially, uh, we've, I mean, we've spoken about uh, City, but I think if I was wildcarding, I'd want to really want to be able to pile into the, all eight of these teams or six teams. And I don't think I can with um, like Brentford having West Ham, Chelsea, Leicester in their next five. Brighton, um, got Arsenal, City, Liverpool in the next five. Um, Chelsea, we know, have got the exceptional fixtures. Um, Leicester, Palace, United, Arsenal, Leeds in the next five. Liverpool, City and United and West Ham in the next five. They, like All of the teams that you'd really want to um, load up on, they've got games where you'd be wanting to like you'll be looking at maybe benching, um, although you could navigate by doing a bit of a hokey cokey, um, so move someone out and uh, bring someone uh, in for them, and then bring them back the following week when that fixture is out of the way. So I looked at game week twelve preseason. It looked like the best one, but I think it might have been slightly leaning towards a biased with as a United fan. 
and knowing that yeah that Watford fixture would be um, a good one to target. Um, but then the the Chelsea and Arsenal fixtures afterwards um, kind of make it less appealing on them. Um, Chelsea is still up there with their fixture run, but it's mainly boosted by the Watford fixture where they have between 12 and 16. They've got Leicester, United, Watford, West Ham and Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool, uh, one of the stronger ones, but they've got Arsenal, Everton, which, I mean, it doesn't matter what Everton, uh, how Everton are playing, that fixture, they show up. Um, so it's... It's probably, well, I've got it rated as a five. It's probably more of a two for Liverpool um, because it is uh, it's notoriously a tough fixture for them, the Merseyside derby. And then it's just the strength of the other teams in that uh, group. You've got Newcastle in there. Who would I want from Newcastle apart from ASM? Probably no one. Um, uh, Burnley, who would I want from Burnley? Um, probably no one really. Um, Palace, you could argue, uh, like Zaha, Gallagher, but probably not. By that time, they might have gone, like, become like high owned, and gone up a little bit in pro- like point two, point three in price. And I think, oh, it might be a bit too much for them. Yep. So. It kind of it's kind of putting me off game week twelve as a wild card. So that brings us to fourteen, and apart from the fixtures in game week fourteen, um, the rest of them, like every single, I mean, even in fourteen. So out of those, you got Villa, Brentford, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, West Ham. They're all teams that have got players that are, as you would say, fixture-proof, um, that you'd happily play. Um, Everton and Liverpool play in game week 14. Um, Villa have got City in game week 14. Um, United play Arsenal in game week 14. So they're the sort of So what about 15 fixtures. then, Rob? But then 15, what about... for all yeah, of so them apart on, from Rob, West what, Ham... What... Rob, what about going in 15 rather than 14 then? This is, I mean, looking at it, 15 might be the option. Um, I think that 12 out of these three, 12 is the weakest wildcard point. I think 8 is the second strongest. 15 is the strongest. But it all. I think it all depends on the individual. Um, and the shape of your teams, like those that didn't take a hit last week and are still sitting there with um, Ailing, Bamford, and now Shaw as well, might need to. They're either going to have to take a hit this week, or they're going to have to wild card. Um, yeah. But that game week fifteen, Villa play Leicester, Brentford play Leeds, which I mean that could be absolute goal fest, couldn't it? Those two yeah. going at each yeah. other. Uh, Chelsea play West Ham, Everton play Arsenal, Liverpool play Wolves, City play Watford, United play Palace, and then obviously West Ham, and we've just said West Ham play Chelsea. And then there's nice rotation points all the way through. Rob, 
Sorry, Rob, to be the bearer of bad news, my friend, but Brighton have scored in the 95th minute. Oh. My, my stream's still behind, and it's just gone in Sorry. just now. Oh. Who scored? More pain. Oh, 95th, yeah, 95th minute, minute clean sheet wipeout. Wipeout. Yeah. Unbelievable, Jeff. Um, Gaeta's gone from an eight pointer. <laughs> to be fair, it was at a, least. Before that went in, it was a green arrow. I was up just, to just 424k. You had, you had, you had Guaita and Sanchez, didn't you? And you were debating who to start out of the two, and you started with Guaita instead of Sanchez, right? Yeah. So at least it didn't really matter either way. No. Um, but that is. So that's a benefit, at least. That's annoying. Um, so anyway, back to game week 14 to 18. Not many, there's not many, like in that 7 to 11 period where every one of those sort of top teams with their average ratings, they play one of the top teams. In yeah. that 14 to 18 period, um, the only bad fixtures, Villa have got City and Liverpool. Um, but then 17, 18 are good for them. Norwich, Burnley. Um, West Ham played Chelsea and Arsenal in that time. But then uh, United play Arsenal. Liverpool play Everton. Um, Everton, they've got Liverpool and Chelsea, but then they've got uh, Palace and Leicester fixtures. Um, Chelsea have only got uh, West Ham as a tough fixture. And then all of them have a nice fixtures in game week 18. Like, mm -hmm. I think the only problem with game week 18 is like who you'd bench um, in it. Yeah. But I think it it's a tough ask to, I mean, lots of people held last year till I held till game week 16 um, because of the uh, double game week uh, for Liverpool last year for the that was for the club was it the club world cup um yep which we will get a double game week in a similar period this season for chelsea um if well i think as long as they go out in the league cup so it could be worth like thinking about holding on again but we'll know well in advance um whether that's going to happen so, at the moment, I'm leaning towards either a game week eight or a game week fourteen slash fifteen wild card. Depending, okay. I think I'm going to have to spend some time thinking about what I want to do um, to move around uh, with my team because yeah, it's, it's it's looking tricky uh, for me to get there without taking too many hits uh, with the City defenders and the Chelsea uh, triple up as well. The problem I've got is I wasn't looking at wildcarding well, earlier on in the week. I wasn't looking at wildcarding in eight and I was thinking about holding it back. The problem is if we want Lukaku and we want a Chelsea defender and we want two City defenders, then really we need a wildcard. You know, I'm looking at my side and I'm going, okay, I've got Shaw. I can do 
let's say Alonso, uh, sorry, Shaw to Alonso. Okay, so that's that's one move. Then in, and I can hold off to game week eight and do Lukaku in for Ronaldo, right? Then when how am I going to get my City defenders? I need to take a hit. Don't want to take a hit for defenders. And then I've got Saar, who I only wanted for two weeks because I don't see much, you know, I don't, I don't see much upside from game week nine onwards. So then I have to, if I want him out, I, I need to save on so, somewhere. But then I look at my side and overall I'm making only five changes. Is it worth doing five changes for a wild card? Exactly. So that's, so that's that's the tough thing, right? You either you can take hits to get these players in, but then is it worth it to take a hit to get these players in, even though you know that they're worth bringing in? I don't know. This is the problem. I mean, there was an interesting uh, tweet put out by uh, Dave, uh, is it FPL Seagull, um, saying that at what point over sort of the course of the next three or four game weeks, how many hits, if I'm booking in hits effectively to get my team into the state I want it to be, at which point do I wildcard? Yeah. And he put out a little vote and it was minus 12. Sort of over, if over the next three or four game weeks, you were taking hit and then hit and then hit, it would be, yeah, I sh you should be hit, uh, taking the world, uh, using your world card. Can you get the team you want by game week nine with a couple of consecutive minus fours? If you can, yeah, yeah, it might probably. be a case of holding the world card, and that's what I'm playing around with um, with my team and why I didn't rush the move last night to see if I can. Um, if I can, if I can do that, um, it might mean though having to go to Christensen rather than Rudiger now, um, mm. which I think he's he's more I'm more confident on him being nailed now than I was seven days ago. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I'm yeah I'm personally up really really want to wildcard in that 14 15 um or in 12 13 uh, even though i've said that it's the slightly the weakest but i could set up my wildcard in a way that i can use 13 14 to just have a couple of punty picks in 13 14 and then have the team that I'd wildcarded two and 15 sitting there in 15. Um, yeah. You just take yeah a bit of planning, but yeah, you're, you're planning two games. You, you know, something, games. you know, something between now and game week 15 is going to happen to fuck it up. And neither of us are going to end up like wildcarding in the weeks that we're saying we're going to wildcard. <laughs> we'll get to it's just, we'll get, it's just the way it is, right? We'll get to game week 11 and yeah, we'll be, uh, We'll be wild carding. Um, yeah. Or we'll get to game week nine and we'll be wild carding. Which at the yeah. moment, like with the way that injuries have happened, suspensions have happened, um, it just it seemed to start snowballing where we had Antonio, then Bamford, Ailing, Rafinha, 
um, which in the end, Rafinha, everyone got away with, and then Luke Shaw. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I keep saying to myself, why did I, why was I a bit of a sheep with Luke Shaw when pre-season I said, I don't think um, the value Yeah, you did. There. You did I, say that. I could have saved, I thought, oh, I'll go with Wambasaka, save 0.5 um, and see how we go. And uh, I saw that Luke Shaw was 55% owned, panicked and moved everything around. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah, waste of time looking back at it now with six game weeks on and um, I have got a green arrow in the end. So Nice. Well done. Um, yeah, Let me the, have a um, game week finish now, isn't oh, it? Oh no, no it isn't a green arrow, it's a red arrow. <laughs> it's um, a red it briefly arrow. went to yeah. a green arrow. Um, I think so was... I'm on a red arrow, 28,000 is my rank. 28,000. Uh, right. Okay, I uh, thank you for that, Rob. Um, you put in a lot of effort for all our topics tonight, so I appreciate all your work you put in. Um, okay, let's talk about quickly for a couple of minutes what our initial plans are for this game week. What we're doing. Trying not to wildcard. Yeah, transferring. Trying not to wildcard. <laughs> I'm. Any initial it... thoughts? At the moment, I think I might do. It might just be a Shaw to Christensen. Um, okay. Really boring. Um, I could be a bit more adventurous um, and try and move some some other players around but that would mean a hit i could do taa down to alonso like i spoke about earlier um which is tempting um at the moment it's short to christensen uh so yeah subject to change um and then reassess again um, and then it might be taa to that might be then next week TAA and Sufal, like take a minus four and Diaz and Cancelo. And if 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 City keep a clean sheet, it's 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 perfect, isn't it? And like when we looked at uh, that that fixture against Burnley, it's the perfect perfect opportunity to take a hit and bring in two City defenders. Where like yeah, when when else would you do it? Kind of thing. I mean, I have to admire your bravery, mate. Coming off TAA, that's definitely not something that I will be doing. That's for sure. I mean, it it, it would be hard, but it does free up a bit of money. And then once I've moved Ronaldo down to Lukaku, I can think about bringing TAA back in. Um, I just think for the next five, I'd only want one of TAA and Salah I'm not I just, and I can't drop Salah yeah I think TAA um, I think in the next five Salah outscores TAA so yeah um, but that's just my initial thought right now that could I mean it's changing like constantly at the moment like one minute I'm about to hit the wildcard button the next I'm not so um, for captain uh, Ronaldo for next week, 
Yeah, it'll be Ronaldo. Um, yeah, I, I have, I will have to because he's going to be up. Like Lukaku is going to be the big captain for the week. Um, there'll be a lot of people going from Ronaldo to Lukaku. I'm scared shitless of Lukaku next week. Um, yeah, it's going to be that's going to be a tough watch. Uh, that Chelsea Southampton game. Um, but yeah, I just I don't feel like I can take him out before home fixture against Everton. Um, and then next week, I'll make the move from Ronaldo down to Lukaku. I mean, it could next week could be a minus eight. Similar for me. So um, <clears throat> my my moves that I'm looking at this week, uh, I don't think I'll be taking a hit. I'll be doing Shaw or Ailing. I've got one point four in the bank, so it'll be Shaw or Ailing, depending on Shaw's injury news to a uh, Chelsea defender uh, and then next week I'll be probably taking a minus four bringing in Ronaldo to Lukaku and then the other defender that I don't bring in to Cancelo and I think I can afford that although I haven't checked 100% to be fair <laughs> um, let me let me just double check it while so this week I would be doing let's say I do sure Let's see, here we go, some live data. So if I do Ailing and Shaw and Ronaldo out to Lukaku, uh, say I'll go Rudiger and Cancelo. Sorry, this is really boring for those listening on that. <laughs> um, which leaves me 12.4. Yeah, I can afford it. And then I can bring in Lukaku. I've got more than more enough money. So that's the kind of plan. Free transfer this week. And it'll probably be Ronaldo captain. Although I need to look into the Brentford defensive numbers over the last few game weeks. And maybe I'll go Antonio. I don't know. It does depend on if we start Antonio midweek as well. Because I know we're playing we're playing in Europe and we're playing at home. And although Antonio didn't play in the last European fixture, he might want to play at home under the lights in Europe. So there's a possibility that Antonio starts um, on Thursday, in which case I won't be captaining him for yeah. sure. He, like, he's he's due a hamstring injury. <laughs> we played twice in four days. Yeah, yeah. and the hammy's yeah. going to go. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's tricky at the moment. Um, to especially with lots of, I mean, but there's. Knowing though that there's lots of people that have already wildcarded and they're there in these dilemmas as well, having the backup of that wildcard sitting there is kind of like a little comfort blanket for it all. So, um, like if it does all go tits up, then can just hit it and get it done early, but then always have that target of that, uh, that sort of 14 15 fixture swing to try and then plan towards it. Uh, there. That's it. Cool. Should we have a quick look at right. the mini league table? Yeah, go for it. I thought I'd, I'd just I'd just cut in and just introduce it then. Um, so we've got a new leader uh, in the mini league. She's actually the top of uh, my mini league as well. Um, let's start from the bottom. I can't even read his name. Uh, so in tenth, BS Ism um, on 
450 points in 10th place. We've got uh, James Twiddy, um, guy from Horsham, uh, 452 points. Uh, Joseph Samsota, also in 452. Then joint sixth, we've got Paul Welsh and Ryan Campbell on 453. Uh, this Stuick, who was second last week, uh, down to fifth, 454. Uh, Rich Kirk, uh, still in fourth, 455. Uh, Dara Cunningham uh, in third. Uh, Lewis Chambers in second, 457 points. But then with a huge game week, uh, and this isn't even the final score, 74 points. Wow. Um, up to 473 <laughs> points uh, total is Deirdre Kane and Citizen Kane. Um, so, yeah, congratulations, Deirdre, for a great, uh, great game week. Um, yeah, she went top, uh, went top of the big FPL mini league as well. So, yeah, cracking game week that. Uh, 70, 74 points. I'm not sure if she had um, any players playing in the Palace Brighton game. That could be that could uh she could have had Gallagher or more pay and uh added a few points onto that. Right. What else we got coming up? That's it. That's it. Um you're off on your off travelling. You're not going in the woods now, are you? You you going No, to, I'm going to Turkey. You're going to uh the land of the uh the Thanksgiving bird. Yep. <laughs> Um, Turkey tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon and then I'll be back uh, next Tuesday so in my absence we have the wonderful amazing James Johnson joining us right yep he's, he's gonna he's gonna come and uh, yeah probably laugh at me about uh, <laughs> Saturday the events of Saturday lunchtime um, and oh yeah then, he's a Villa fan isn't he yeah and then um, yeah he'll be able to don't know how I'm doing and you're doing in the free hit challenge this week, but he'll be picking um, your team, and I managed to claw it back last time. So I might, if I've, if I've won from last week, I might have. Uh, Do you know what? The only thing, up. the only, the only thing that I know about the free hit challenge is you put in Begovic, and you were like, "Why the fuck did you not put in Begovic, Sham?" He's like going to start against Ever for Everton, and he didn't start, no. and you didn't have a backup keeper, no. and I had Jose Sarr. <laughs> oh yeah, we... for a fourteen pointer. Yeah, I think actually, so I think you've won. That... I think you've so that just that alone. I think you won. So, but but I had li double Liverpool defence. Um, so I don't know if I did win. I think it's very very close. Very very close. It'll but be... it all will be revealed on Thursday. Yeah. Um, right so that's it thank you very much for listening um we will put out the stats that um rob uh kindly made uh for the podcast we'll put it out on um tomorrow morning so by the time that you listen to this hopefully you will be able to see it um for anyone that's new you can follow us on twitter at fpl underscore happy hour uh, we're also on a number of podcasts including spotify um and apple music our fb our youtube channels fpl happy hour please like subscribe and share and all your retweets are really appreciated um rob will be streaming live on thursday at 9 30 with james and then recording on monday to come out on tuesday next week um so until then take care cheers guys <laughs>